¿Qué onda, raza? You're listening to Una Más y Nos Vamos Podcast. A podcast about current events, drinking beer, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ben Tovar, and my carnal, Juan Tovar. Joining us is our sidekick, Eric Deluxe. ¿Cómo estamos, familia? What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Doing well. Doing well. That's great, dude. I mean, uh, how was, uh, what, what's today? Let's, let's not give any dates, but how was today? Let's say fucking that Saturday. Because I know this year won't go out for a week from now. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Eric? How was uh, Johnny's birthday yesterday, brother? Yeah, it was pretty cool. No yeah. dates. No, no dates. Okay, no dates wait. at all, yeah. No, we okay. can't say that. It's not like we're fucking sticking to a regimen regardless, way. So we can fucking do whatever, you know. Nah, Johnny's birthday was good, man. We just had some cake and uh, you know, he opened his gifts and everything else. So he's okay. Oh, that's cool. Nice, man. I nice. have uh yeah, have a little bit more going on tomorrow. So, you know, make them you know, make it a little more official do on a Saturday. Fun? Do you have a good fun? Oh yeah. Did he yeah. have a good fun? A good fun? He had he had a good fun. <laughs> no, hey, good there's fun. no better fun than good fun, right? <laughs> than good fun. <laughs> right so what are we drinking on tonight, man? What do you have? Drinking, not, every, uh, not everybody talk at once. What fuckers. is that? Hey. Oh shit. <laughs> what is that? It's a uh, Mickey. From, uh, no, it's it's from Wix Brewers. From oh, Victoria? Brewery, over Crown in Victoria? uh yeah, over in uh Riverside. Oh Wix Brewers, oh, I don't know. Shit. And I, what, what are you drinking on, Ben? I'm I'm sitting right across from here from I you, have but this, uh, uh, I can see a little uh, little fancy thing, little here. fancy uh, Jameson, huh? Distilled Jameson. Okay, okay, just switching it up a little bit. All right, little little weaky, weaky. All right. Well, hey, changing it up a little bit, man. I'm talking about uh, alcohol, and I know we've been uh, we've been bringing this name up uh, quite a bit on the podcast, and uh, we we didn't get a chance to get a mom, but. Uh, we have a very special guest, which is a brother of mine, primo, Mr. Walter Tover. Como estas, Walter? All right. I can hear you guys. All right. What's up, guys? <laughs> we, lost, we lost you for a minute there. to bring his um, unmute game on. fucking internet. That's on. right. I had to bust this one out. Let me get my unmute game on. Yeah. All those stormtroopers in the back with fucking flannels. Those are total stormtroopers. No wonder you couldn't get your microphone going. Where you're trying to do all the little background this shit. As of myself, I'm getting rid of these fucking stars ASAP. Who I don't know who put this shit in my shit. What's up, Primo? How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, bros? How's it going? Not too bad, bro. What are you drinking on? Because we know this motherfucker. I, I, I've been telling you guys this motherfucker is uh, the 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 to go guy for the pistols out here in fucking LA. Hey, Walter. Underrated. Very, very, yeah, like Juan said, you know, just straight out, just really quick. What is your uh, infatuation with with the beer? How did you get into the beer collecting? And My infatuation. And into the beer, just trying to learn about beer. Getting and, drunk. And, well, besides that, that's, that's, we already know that, but. Let's let's get into the like why you why you like it so much. All right, all right, guys. Let, background story. Uh, this is how uh, craft beer originated. This is this is how it happened, dude. Uh, back in the early two thousands, we were at a bowling alley in the model battle. You guys remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, this homie didn't like the didn't like drinking beer at all. So uh, he ordered some Bud Light and ordered two cherries inside of the Bud Light, and he got clowned. 
the shit out of <laughs> that night. And now we're here drinking fucking beer smoothies <laughs> in fucking 2021. You shit, yeah. Huh? So I had that shit down on the, on, on the lock, but you know, you know, I was ahead of my times back then. Oh, because he was doing adjuncts at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I was just adding shit to random beers like that. Hey, but, Walter, um, Walter, no. but you're old enough that you don't fuck with lactose either, bro. So all them little smoothies, all that bullshit's out the door, dog. Because I get the fucking. But, but that's just the, his intolerance. If I get bubble guts from just fucking <laughs> beer in general, dog, if you throw a little lactose in that shit, I'm fucking. I'm in the toilet all night. Damn, it's lactic. Yeah. Lactating, lactating. Right, right. yeah, yeah. lactate. yeah, I ain't lactating. Right I ain't before. lactating. I ain't drop lactate. some lactate in my fucking brew right now. <laughs> Damn. No, but uh, tonight we're drinking um, from uh, Surly Brewing Company. They're up in uh, Minnesota. Um, and it's a limited release. It's, it's a wine barrel age, uh, better mycin, wild ale. Walter, so, but check this out. This is what this is what I want you to portray through this whole What? Let me tell you. Because I don't, I don't just want you to say what you're drinking because I think people think that you do what I'm doing, which is I say I'm fucking drinking a, a Budweiser right now. Let them know, like, your real game is you're ordering beer. You're fucking, you're, you're, uh, you're studying beer. And you're going through all this process just to know what it is that you're drinking on a daily basis. And you're, and you're collecting beer on top of that. So that's very different than somebody just walking into a liquor store and saying, oh, I like this uh, this container right here, right? So I'm going to buy it and try it out. You're more in the process of, of figuring out what it is that you're buying and what it is that you think you're going to like. So it, it, there's a little bit more to that than just uh, this is what this is what I have at the moment, right? Well, at this point, I think it's all about um, like preference, I think palette-wise. Um, like just like a whiskey drinker, whiskey connoisseur, um, I think barrel aging develops a lot of flavor in beer. So at this juncture in my life, I think uh, I, I kind of lean towards anything barrel aged, whether it's like whiskey barrel aged, rum barrel aged, or even like wine barrel aged. Or sours, right? Uh, sours get Yeah, so, you know, no, sours tend to get aged in like wine barrels, whether it's a white wine or a red wine. And they kind of develop their own kind of characters. You always get that little like oak or wood notes in there with some of that, um, you know, like those tannins that carry on with the wine. So the wine tannins, anyways, yeah, uh, sure. uh, long story short, I think barreled age, I think develops a lot more character in beer. And I think it makes it uh, extra special for me. So I think uh, and, and this juncture, I do collect a lot of like barreled age stuff. Um, regardless of whether it's wine or whiskey or rum or brandy. Uh, but I think those beers tend to have a lot more flavor for me. Even the last pack that you sent me, the the, the last pack you gave me was a big, uh, you know, it was all over the spectrum. You know, you had these lights, you had these uh, sours, then you had these uh, these ales. And then, so you had all this type of beer. And then I was like, wow, this is a, I don't know. I mean, that to me, just that pack alone, if I look at it, because I've bought craft beer before, so just looking at that, just the way it was crossed, like right across the board, you know, you're talking, and that's a good, uh, you know, $50, $60 pack of beer. You know what I'm saying? Easy. Because I know easy, that, easy. that's that's easily because I know because I've bought it. But the thing about buying it is that you're always just looking at, to me, I like the cartoon art. 
So I to see something that I buy, right? But then I go into flavor too. So so I go into flavor too. So once you start like like um, knowing about it, like the way you like the way you study it, Walter is more of a okay. So this is not the type of beer that I drink, whether it's a nice packaging or not. So I drink this type of beer. So now you're trying to you're trying to focus into into that style of beer, and then you know you're you're, you're drinking beers that are what like twelve percent. Yeah, drinking beers that are ten percent. This is crazy. I don't think that. Uh, I think nowadays it's 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 more of the times that everybody's experimenting, right? Because we came from the old school, right? Like even when like when he was talking about when it actually Budweiser craft started, right? So you know we had a, a couple of bre- a couple of breweries out there and stuff like that, but it was nothing nothing as extreme as it is right now. Um, uh, Walter gave me not too long ago from King's Brewing. I think it was he had a, like this cheesecake fucking that had bits of cheesecake right inside of it. Seen it, never had it. Incredible! You did have it actually for Fourth of July. I I, I actually cracked the uh, can with you. The cheesecake one. The cheesecake one it was a green bottle, and then we cracked one. Yeah, it was it's it's it was it was, it was intense, bro. It was, it was crazy, but um, I think now I it had, think it had a muffin in it. I, <laughs> I think now I, I I like to taste a lot of uh obviously different uh different beers and stuff but i i'm i'm leaning more towards like what do i uh enjoy to drink you know like obviously i already know i can't drink a lot of lactose so i'm gonna stay a little bit yeah. away from that i'm a brewer myself so i'm kind of trying to make a like a hazy like a, a like a milkshake stout which they call technically because they add the the lactose in it without the lactose so more adjuncts to make it a heavier so i'm looking for different ways to, to just to soothe me and and then to kind of for my palate and for and for my stomach basically because you know that's right and then now they saw pulque in the can pulque 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 in the can but, uh, <laughs> pulque in the can. Hey, what's that spot, Walter? That you told me about. Uh, oh, do they sell it? He know he knows a yeah. spot out here in LA. Uh, what's, the what's the percentage? What's the percentage? It's like five percent. It's not too bad, but yeah, you know. Oh shit! It's I didn't not, know they sold that. It's not like authentic pulque when you get it back in the rancho. Yeah, but definitely like pulque. Just give, give a little bit of background it, to Eric. Uh, what what the pulque? Is. Uh, pulque, pulque. It's just like uh, fermented agave syrup. So just yeah. imagine somebody throwing it in a barrel in their backyard and then well, throwing moscas. some yeast in there. Yeah. Well, not always, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the moscas are like like uh, like well, that's uh, an extra. That's like the when you like raisins like when raisins you, when you buy that like tequila raisins. that when you buy that tequila <laughs> when you buy that tequila that has the worm. That's yeah. that's the mosca right there. The fly. Mosca is the raisin. <laughs> the it's like a roscon leche for the raisin. Yeah, go, go, ahead. Go, go ahead, primo. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, craft craft beer. It's it's an experience. I think for everybody. I think it's a little different for everybody. Uh, the goal of craft beer is just to kind of go out there and taste what you like, and then you know find your niche. Obviously, uh, not for everybody has the same taste palette, so that's why mm-hmm. it's so wonderful and it's so good that you can drink something and you'll find uh kind of like that kind of style that goes with you and then that's that's where you'll be at um you know for some of us you know we like the darker or stronger stuff and people like some other people like the like lighter um you know not as strong and it's all good it's just it's a community where you know we all enjoy the craft of like actually drinking and like you know the different uh flavor profiles so it's a good experience. Uh, but back to uh, the pulque. Uh, pulque. There's this one spot in um, 
right by work. It's um in don't, don't Google it, fucker. Don't, don't tell me yeah. only only it's in it's in Boyle Heights. It's in Boyle Heights. Uh right off of uh Cholo's always gotta go in down and Cesar Chavez. Yeah. Um, and they sell barbacoa there. Oh my god, the most amazing barbacoa! If you don't know what barbacoa is, it's like a stew, like think like birria, same style, mm-hmm. just the spices differ a little bit. And the meat, you know, sometimes they make barbacoa out of lamb, sometimes they make it out of chivo, you know, the majority of the time. Or beef, what, do, what do they but, sell um, there? They make it out of lamb, so barbacoa, with know, lamb. barbacoa <laughs> lamb. What's the name of the spot? Uh, but, you What's know, um, no enchilada. Is it white? It no, it's red, but it's not spicy. Dude. But okay. just savory, back, savory, savory. But in the back, the the guy who runs that joint, uh, he makes his own um, pulque. Okay. So you order you order yourself a big ass mug of pulque with your raracua. Hey Walter, I don't understand set. why you're telling me all this shit, and I never heard you say primo. And there's Come no over name here and fucking tell me what what's cracking over here. <laughs> <laughs> Never in your uh, life. I've, oh, you tell me you're too far away. Hey, oh, I'm too far. Okay. Too far excuse away. fucking Felipe Esparza <laughs> over here. Man. Just fucking interrupting over here. Tú síguele, primo. No te preocupes, güey. Anyway, that's what happens when you live in the fucking, uh, what is it? The Inland Empire way. The fucking the, in the burbs. Fool. Hey, Don, that has some legit. Uh, what was that? A little taco spot that you took hey, me fool, to. At I'm, the, I'm over here eating in garages. Fool. In garages, way. Yeah, it was. It was legit. It was legit. <laughs> I got full selling tacos in the back of their truck. Fool. Don't worry about it. I'm still in LA. Anyways, while 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 fucking Walter catches up, yeah, what's up? Well, what's Walter's up, Eric? Come on, on what's up with you, dog? Do you what's up with Walter's the, posting me on Facebook right now? Hold on, Walter. What's up with that craftier scene, dog? With you, dog? What do you feel about it? Because I know you're you're more of a of a classic guy, you're more, more of a, like I'm, the, I'm very classy, uh, but but light guy, but light guy, Miller light, Miller light, Coors banquet and shit, Coors banquet, the one that looks like a bat. Yeah, the banquet beer. Yeah, the little. What do you feel you about know. all the 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 all the shit that's going on? I mean, I, I know you've Shenan- tried, right? Shenanigans, right? Yeah, let me mute, let me meet this guy this real is, quick. It's total but, chaos, you know, in the craft beer world. It's total chaos. Hey, Everybody me, competing with each other. <laughs> but uh, well, next door to my work, I have this Wicks Brewery in Riverside, and every time I'm leaving on Friday, I'll go over there and try a new you know, four pack or whatever. But they have this uh, this uh, ale because I like ales, you know. I, I like the darker beers and stuff. So it's a it's called siesta cerveza. Oh, cerveza! So it's pretty good stuff. Though. Oh, okay, yeah, I mean, so is that good. like is, is that like a um, like an old ale? Is it is it, is it gristy? Like is it or is it super clean or how does it's it? Super, yeah, I would say it's super clean. Okay, okay, because I've uh, never had that. Have you had that, Walter? Uh, yeah, I've had some of those. They're, they're kind of clean, kind of crisp, yeah. kind of. Towards like the lager side, but a little bit more flavor to them. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Nice. What about the? Do you like the really like dark? Um, I don't know. I want to go to like, like stouts, like a barrel aged, like a I want like a barley wine because barley wines are intense, bro. They have like the really like the mm-hmm. the oak and uh, just like super syrupy like. Do you like beers uh, like that? Because they're like no, maybe sixteen percent or whatever. No, 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 I don't like stuff like that. No, I, like, I just like an ale, a nice ale, dark ales. You know, I, I never drink stouts. 
I just can't drink stout. So like a Guinness or something like that. <clears throat> I'm not all into. Well, Guinness that. is a dry stout, so I mean, yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I uh, it's a to me that's a drinker. But obviously, like beers, heavier beers like that, it's more for like the winter time, right? You're out, and it's more like one or two. You know, you can't be. It's not a session beer like they call it. So you can't sit back or whatever. Remember, we were having those. Uh, uh, the Guinness Walter in uh, Italy at the little bar. Can you guys hear one? You guys can hear me? You lost me? Talk about? Can you hear me now? I can hear Ben. You can't hear me? Now I can hear you again. All right. Yeah. Something's going on. Anyway, yeah. sorry about that, guys. Think, we're we're having some uh, technical I think difficulties. We're running through the same system, and when I muted out, I muted him out. Yes, yes, I think. So. Oh, you I muted out? Well, don't mute out. Damn. Don't do that. Don't touch nothing, Ben. You just I, talk. Ben, what's wrong with you, man? I apologize. You just talk, Ben. That's it. <laughs> so where did I, where do we leave off? Because I don't even know what I said. Uh, we're talking we're, about Barney wines. I just like so. Know, this is a, I good. apologize to my friends. Hey, and so my family. So, yeah. so this is the reason why I took over the audio because ah, it gets it gets weird out here sometimes. And these <laughs> days, weird. yeah, it gets fucking weird. <laughs> anyways, just gotta take anyways, let me throw that shout out to that barbacoa place. Yeah, throw that shout out, Walter. La barbacha up on Cesar Chavez. Get yourself your some pulque and some barbacoa up in there it's a little joint it's uh run by uh some um you know la natives that you know just kind of you know have their family running that joint and um you know you go back there you ask yourself a plate of barbacoa a plate of you know get yourself a cup of pulque sit down and just enjoy it it's a uh, legit legit walter don't mean to burst your bubble homie but uh what's up La Barbacha needs to know that uh, they're going to be a Una Mas y Nos Vamos podcast, and we need to put some stickers up in that joint so we can get some promotion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> some stickers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You got to uh, yeah, 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 some yeah. of those stickers. It's, mar- yeah, yeah, it's yeah, marketing. Yeah. It's marketing, right, Eric? It's marketing. Yeah, it's, tr- it's a trade it's mar- deal, It's man. marketing. It, it is what it is. Hey, primo, that, uh, what was that uh, in, um, what was that little bar we went to? ¿Cómo se llamaba la... In Boyle Heights, La Chuperia. La Chuperia, bro. Shout out to La Chuperia, way. Off of Mission. There's two two or three of them, right? There's two or two or three? There's two of them. Two of them. Dude, legit spot, way. Like, fucking papistear a gusto, way. How is that? It's like, kind of like divey, but but it has craft beer, you know? Okay. So it's a really good good spot. Because Walter fucking works right by down the street from there. I wonder why yeah. Walter's never invited me, but that's cool. Don't be, don't be telling people where I work. Hey, bro. fucking Walter took me to some fucking <laughs> mean doñas way right there. What? Like, hey, 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 I was like, hey, yeah. hey, hey man, listening hey. anyway. Scandalous. <laughs> she don't speak Spanish, so you gotta hey, talk Spanish. Wait, you have to say inside voice, inside voice. Yeah, inside. Inside voice. Shh. <laughs> Fuck you, Walter. Nah, but hey, dude, we had some good times, though, man. Nah, hey, but this is before Ashley. It's Ashley, shout out to Ashley. But this was before you, girl. This was BC before Christ. <laughs> before, that's right, man. Yeah, but we used to meet up and shit, and we because this fool knows. Honestly, he knows a bunch of spots. I remember, remember that time he took me to that whiskey bar in downtown, way, and we were hanging out, right? And we were, we were fucking turned up. We were drunk. Wait. Walter goes anywhere. I didn't hey, it. he don't give a fuck. Hey, check this out, though. Way, I was yeah. like, I was like, hey, uh. Give me two of your best whiskeys, you know. I was all fucked up. She's like, "All right, cool." 
she pours them <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's about 120 bucks for two shots. Damn. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and Walter said, fuck it, just get it. Right? I had to get it because I didn't want to look like a fucking idiot. Way. I'm like, that we met up those fools, remember? That my coworkers way. They were smoking us out. Fu- that were smoking us out, and then that fool started buying his fucking whiskey shot. Oh, nowhere. yeah, también. We were, yeah, we were también. ordering the same yeah. shit, way, and this fool was paying for that shit. If we I was there, I wouldn't have got to the smoke out part because after $120, I would have been in an Uber fucking going home, fool. Yeah, yeah. that shit could, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that shit, that shit could creep up, though, the, the prices on that whiskey, man. But yeah, obviously, you have to be more of a connoisseur to, to actually appreciate that. Condom sewer. Condom sewer. <laughs> You know, but I, but I can't. I, I mean, I like the taste of it, and I'll, I'll fucking drink it. Walter knows a little bit more because that's how you started, Walter, too, right? You started with more whiskey, right? Yeah, I started on the whiskey side. Um, you know, again, the, the barrel aging, the whiskey aging, you know, um, depending how long it ages for, what kind of wood they use, you know, whether they chart. Or they, they don't charge the wood. It, it makes a big difference in alcohol. So I remember Same getting 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 into it with Walter. I remember like when you first started getting oh. interested, getting interested in the whiskeys and getting interested in the craft beer, right? Uh, yeah, you still remember that? where we used to uh, sit up? Uh, remember where we used to sit outside of that uh, fucking Seven Eleven way? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. In the back of the fucking of, of my little my little jeep, little foot, just fucking, um, and that was your kind of sewer, right there. Brown bagging it, right? Yeah, brown bagging. Brown bagging. That's it. how you start, right? That's right. That's how we started. That's how we started. Uh-huh. No, but I remember like little by little, you know, when Juan started crafting the beer and then we, we, I got into the brewing with my brother a little bit and we started doing that and then, all, all, and then, and then Walter started getting into it, but uh, he was more of a drinker than a brewer. So he started collecting that shit, right? So he started noticing it's the same thing, whether you're brewing or collecting, it's the same thing because you're, you're noticing flavors, you're looking for profiles, you're looking for, for brewers, you're looking for uh, everything pretty much. And then he started doing that, and then he started getting into the whiskeys and into the actual, like, uh, just uh, craft, anything anything that was craft, we were trying, right? So he he, he would bring it in, like, in, uh, in the holidays, you know, like, we're talking Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, New Year's. So every time he came over, he would bring something new. We said, hey, guys, try this out. And we we're drinking it. We we're trying it. And we're like, wow, that's fucking, you know, you have, you really have to be into it to, yeah to it, and know? he ain't shy with and he ain't greedy with this shit bro trust me he fucking if, i mean this guy probably he, you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say because i don't want him to, you know i don't want uh uh you know to somebody to break into his pad but he's got a fucking over you know dozens of dollars of fucking beer and i'm surprised this way not an alcoholic <laughs> dog but he ain't you know that's that's the trip though because he, res- no, he's he, a collector, he, he respects the craft and, and he drinks it and, and he there's enjoys a, it i mean and it's the difference he, like i said just just what he sent me in that box just the sampler sampler kit that alone was like oh shit you know that's that's good good shit that he sent me so it, it was good beer but Either way, that's a, that's I think that's how he started. I don't know if it was because of us or just he got the interest from it, you know. Well, I think we were more uh, we were more uh, just beer guys, but obviously being younger and not having enough money for for different things, we were we were always uh, you know going to the American loggers, right? Like the Budweisers. I remember even with my buddy um, Itchy, when we didn't really have any money, we would do the natural ice. 
from fucking Central CVS. It was like fucking oh, yeah. beers, like beers, five, beer at five ninety nine right? for a twelve pack, doc. You know, we could yeah, we could beers, sit beers. back and it, and it's 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 kind of like almost a malt liquor at that point. Mm-hmm. And you're you know you can get fucked up, but you know you grow older and you start making your money and then you start finding your way. And yeah, I mean beer is delicious regardless. But yeah, you have to really find your like Walter was saying. You have to find your niche and you have to find what you like. Not in, even in that. Today, to enjoy today it. we dropped a six pack of grenades. Yeah, and it's like old school, right? Remember when we were drinking? Uh, we dropped a six pack of uh, Mickey's grenades today. Mickey's Dang. big mouth, five ninety nine, fool. Five ninety nine, ice cold. That's some good shit, though. Like when you're thirsty, <laughs> it was those, done. It was done. those things are ice cold. Yeah, yeah ice boom, cold grenades. That was it. It was done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where are you at, Walter? Right now, as far as uh, like uh, drinkability, like what you. I know you're a collector, and I know you like to try. But what is you, what is your go to beer? What is my you? go-to beer mm-hmm. uh, style? As of style. right now, style it's the Brown Age Stouts. I think for me, the darker, the stronger, the better. Um, again, like you know, you guys talked about it before, but uh, my favorite brewery is called uh, Bottle Logic. Uh, they're located in Anaheim. Um, they make awesome, amazing Brown Age Stouts out there. Um, they're one of the the local. I would consider them local, not because we're in the OC, but just because uh, they're in the proximity um, from where I live, and they're just amazing. Um, and they they just lock it down. You know their flavor profiles, whether they're making a raspberry style stout or a cinnamon roll style stout. Um, I think their flavors are like legit. I can vouch for that too, man, because I know uh, for the, um, I mean, this is probably my third birthday that Walter gets me bottles from out there, and then I have a few mm-hmm. sitting still there. But yeah, these guys are outside the box for sure. The bottle logic, bottle logic, yeah. bottle logic. And actually, yeah, your actually your collection, Walter. Um, um, just a little side note. I mean, not nothing crazy, but I think your your collection of uh, of bottle logic beers is is up there in like a two grand, no, or, or a little bit yeah. past. I think uh, for twenty nineteen and. Uh, 2020, I was able to capture maybe about like 90% of all their releases. So uh, for every release they had, I bought about two bottles or depending on, you know, if I was able to taste it or not, maybe three. So um, yeah, I have a good amount of beer from them. Um, maybe about a good 60, 70 beers stored in my uh, cooler. And that might seem gnarly to a lot of you uh, listeners that that are not beer beer lovers or beer lo- uh, that like beer and cuz I bought bottle logic but the, the I do the, the catch cans. catch and release, you know. So I catch it, me la chingo, and then release it. And then he goes pisses, yeah. <laughs> goes right in the trash can food, but there yeah. are some good beers. Nah, man, but uh, other than that, Walter, other than, say, for example, I know Bottle Logic is your shit. Uh, what other brewery uh, brewery do you think that, that deserves clout more or less for people to try that they, ha- they have a different um, different um, styles that, that are decent for people to start okay. off if, they, if that's what they want? Yeah, so for the L.A. natives here in, in the local area, um, there's quite a few of them. Um, let's start from the South Bay. Um, Monkish is one of the uh, better breweries out there. They uh, do a lot of like uh, hazies, uh, New England style IPAs uh, for those who uh, they tend to be, have a lot more like a tropical note to them. 
um, from um, you know El Segundo Brewing Company. We all uh, know them now by because they started brewing the uh, Broken Skull, um, which has been uh, featured by uh, Austin uh, Stone, Steve Austin. Uh, you know the WWE wrestler. Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah that's right. Stone Cold. Uh, that's his own beer. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then moving to LA from Angel City Brewing, uh, in the heart of downtown to Mumford in the heart of downtown. Fucking shout uh, out to Mumford, man. They, they've delicious fucking, uh, delicious um, beers. Beer, um, to, uh, Highland Park, which they have a, a location in Chinatown and right Highland across the Park. street from the, what is it, Walter? Yeah, the, from the, tra- the, train station, the train station, uh, right, right in front of Chinatown. Um, Union, they just walk from distance. Union? Um, the one from Union Station. I don't know. They're still open, but they were good. Uh, they had a Tovar uh, beer, no, Walter? They had a one called Tovar something. Uh, that was... Uh, do you remember the name was, of it? That uh, was Beach Brewing. Beach Brewing. Uh, you know, the restaurant Beach Brewing Barbecue? Uh, Beachwood. Beachwood. Beachwood, yeah. There we go. In Long Beach, uh, they had a Tovar-ish uh, in, 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 in Tovar, uh, Imperial Stout. Um, they're also good. Um, but actually adjacent to them, they, uh, had a little, like, um, they made a, like, uh, a, a tap room, like, uh, not a tap room. Cause they didn't brew their, they like, didn't brew their, right? Like one of those like limited, like, like, or like experimental kind of like tap rooms. And, uh, they dedicated to making all the sours, which they're called now the blendery, uh, beachwood blendery. Oh, nice. Um, I, I don't think and, I've heard of that. And what they do is nothing but sours, like kind of like a different. what was that one place we went to in Portland, Oregon, um, or not Portland? It was yeah, it was Portland, right? Um, yeah, uh, Cascade Brewing. Cascade, yeah, just like Cascade. Because Cascade right. does they a just, lot of souring, a lot of like sours. sour, sour barrel, barrel aging. So yeah, like you know, beers all around. Um, um, even like Montebello, Whittier has like a few breweries out there. Like you know, like. Um, uh, I haven't had a chance to visit them, but um, uh, Brujeria Brewing. Yeah, that's in, a uh, badass Montebello. name, by the way. Um, I, I heard they're they're pretty good. I, we just haven't had a chance to visit them, um, and hopefully their distribution kind of widens out. So you know. Yeah, what I see, what I see yeah. from a lot of their pictures, they're they're running a small operation out there, regardless of the fact. But I've heard a lot of their uh, their beers are super good, and they're using like these little catchy like uh, como una flor or like uh, Selena and like style names for their beers and Tantamon. shit. And uh, but yeah, it looks like it looks like a legit spot. Hopefully, once it opens yeah. up, for sure, you know. And even in the in the in the Inland Empire, places like fucking um, like Sandbox Brewing Company, yeah, Sandbox. Um, do you guys have uh, Rowdy uh, Rowdy you, Brewing? Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. You've been there, to Rowdy. Good. You've been to Rowdy. Uh-huh. You've been to uh, Kings Kings, Kings Brewing is, Company. I think Kings is probably and, doing the weirdest shit. Kings is probably doing the weirdest shit out there. And there's a brewery right down from Kings, which is the family-owned brewery. That, uh, yeah, I forget the name of it. And then uh, closer to like Temecula, you have Electric mm-hmm. Electric Brewing. They're uh, and uh, Blacksmith out there. They're uh, they're actually they're they're really good. And you start getting closer uh, to San Diego, man. You have San Diego has and then you so got to San Diego. Yeah, San Diego but has anyways, fucking the mecca. Um, 
we're uh we're blessed that we're here in a in Southern California, and then this is like regional area, like all of Southern California. I think we we're uh, we're out there exploring out there, and then there's so much beer to drink that sometimes we don't have enough uh, money or money uh, or time to be able to capture all these beers that are being released out there. That's why. I, that's when I go into the Budweiser. But you know what I do appreciate, dog, and and, and, and twenty I, pack, twenty bucks. Dog, damn. You know what I do appreciate, and I've always uh, seen it in different ways, right? Because if I'm gonna casually drink, I'll fucking I, my go to is uh, Victoria, right? It's a it's a lager, almost like a amber lager, which is super delicious, right? It's a Mexican beer, but it has to be super cold, right? But if I'm gonna hang out, like I like to you know, explore and, and do different things. Obviously I, I brew my own beer. I I just think that there's different situations and there's different, uh, when you're hanging out, there's different, uh, situations where you might want to go out and, and try stuff. And a lot of people get overwhelmed sometimes. I just think whenever you go out to a fucking brewery, don't get overwhelmed. Look at the menu real quick and don't let them fucking pressure you. Look at if you, if you're used to loggers, Start there, get their lager, figure it out. If you want to venture out, I know people because I know people go, oh, I want to try it because it has a bunch of like ingredients and they want to try it and it sounds amazing. And then next thing you know, there's like they're overwhelmed or it's super strong. A lot of people don't drink like we drink, you know what I mean? So it's like you got to pace yeah. yourself. And you got to do stuff like that. How many beer snobs are in this fucking uh, podcast right now? Okay. snobs snobs where you're like i don't drink that shit <laughs> hey that hey that's something interesting you, they should uh definitely hit hit up your page uh to, let's see uh, get, let's get some comments out there hey, let's be real <laughs> let's be legit how many fucking beer snobs do we have in this thing where you're like i don't drink that shit it's just me Probably. Okay, so we got one, and that's good. That's good. I mean, you're you're, you're saying it. Yeah, I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna, what do we have? I'm gonna say cap on that one. What do we have? No, on? and no, yeah. not me. I'm just say cap <laughs> on him. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say cap on him because I know I know Walter. You know. Okay. It's just a situation, but he Walter V O G. But What's he up? does. Well, you, you cap hey, in or cap out? What? No, the thing is, the, the you thing. You know what? Like, if I'm if I'm somewhere and they're like, all hey, we got boy, is if you're eating goat tacos, let's say if all we got is Bud Light, you know, I'm not gonna say no. I'm not gonna drink a Bud Light, but internally my soul's dying slowly. It's like shit. I'm drinking this Bud Light. But like low key, it's like all right. I'm just gonna have one or two, and I'm gonna call it quits because yeah. it's just wasted energy drinking this. And to be completely honest, and and he's not capping on that one. Uh, he really does do that. Like he's uh, more of like um, casual drinker. Like fucking like let's have uh, some beers, and then you know next thing you know it's like. But we, him and I have turned up. Don't get me wrong. But when we're out in a setting, like say for example, he's like, hey, primo, caile para la casa, güey. Aquí tenemos una carne asada, and we have fucking, yeah. and I have beers, and I have, I want you to try this, you know. And we get there, and we and we do our thing, you know. And we're, and you know us, right? We're 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 the professionals. So we're like, sabe como pinche, tastes like uh, strawberries or something, you know. We're all trying to fucking gauge it, but that's what we do, and we have fun doing that, you know. Um. But obviously, Walter has been, as far as like the the game, as far as uh, um, how would you say it, um, commercially, 
He's mm-hmm. fucking oh, he supersedes me like a hundred percent. This guy knows and he knows the releases and he knows a lot of the shit that's going on. And I like that about that because I, I cause then I could I get to learn a lot about and cause I cause me as a brewer, I'm kind of learning my style and I and I'm and right now I'm fucking around. I'm I'm putting shit together, but I want to fine tune my style and still fuck around. But I want to have maybe a couple kegs for me and then everything else can go out, you know what I mean? Yeah, a couple of kegs for me too. There you go. There yeah. you go. Remember like commercials, because you had you had. Go ahead, Walter. We got a we got we got a shout out to uh, the charming man brewing up yeah. in uh, he's a home brewer up in uh, like Whittier, California. Yeah, baby. Um, around you know, that area, like, yeah, <laughs> around that area, uh, we're definitely gonna have to. Uh, we don't have any like releases, only to those uh, limited individuals but hopefully sooner or later we'll be able to like mass produce some of these items and like you know hit the shelf somewhere fuck yeah something something's gonna something's gonna give bro get for a sure free, free torta with every six pack <laughs> <laughs> you come eat to mama's house eh, with that fucking price you get a six pack yeah. with a torta on the side you're done we'll that shit hey now that we're not now that we now that we just uh we we veered into the whole fucking la comida and all that for those of you guys that don't know my cousin is actually a cordon blue graduate he's a oh, really? fucking chef oh, yeah yeah he's a chef yeah Nice. In, in addition to everything else I do, in addition like to <laughs> all the hangovers and all that, <laughs> in addition to all that, got the food a, and drink going on. Tell us a little bit about that, Walter. Tell us how your experience with uh, cooking and bon all that, bro. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. That's right. Uh, I don't know. Food has always been a passion to us. I think that's why we're a little husky on the. You know we're on the heavier side of life. Uh, we 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 enjoy uh, good eating. I think um, sometimes a little too much. Um, yeah, I think it's always been a, a thing in our family. I, I think on both sides of my family, I think cooking has always been uh, part of uh, how we grew up. You know, from like the big uh, ollas of tamales, um, uh, especially for me, uh, the double type of tamales from Mexican to like. You know, Guatemalan style tamales. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a big difference uh, of flavor profiles, and like even all the stews and the guisados that we do. You know, tacos and like Mexican food, uh, Italian. Um, so I ended up going to culinary school. You know, did all that, got my degree. Um, legit, legit. Um, and shout out to all the food workers out there. You know, we got to give you all props, um, especially during these hard times. During Thanks, the pandemic. Brother. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Um, Thanks, I know brother. it's been it's it's been rough times for every single individual out there. Um, so we just want to give you a shout out. Uh, thank you for uh, keep working and uh, keep doing our our meals out there. You for know, holding it down. You guys. That's right. Uh, holding down the, the fucking fort. Um, but um it's tough, man. Um, it's an industry where uh, you work hard and you don't get much money unless you make it big or recognition. So, very true. Or recognition. So like, you're like a real, you're like, like a food cooking musician, fool. That's yeah, right. he is, man. Um, you know, a, a lot of these people out there, like just a quick, a quick note. Uh, a lot of these individuals, they they like if you're cooking, mm-hmm. your tip isn't going to the cook; it's going to the server. Just FYI. And and that sucks. 
And I think that some of that needs to change. That needs to change. Yeah. I uh, agree because, with them. Like, that's you why know, I'm a server. That's right. Because uh, all these servers, like, they complain about not getting tipped. But what about those cooks? They, yeah, they get a little bit extra bucks. But they're not, you know, they're not getting more than the minimum wage. They're getting $12, $13 an hour. Who the fuck's a rise out of, out, out of that? Like, yeah. Not in California, nope. for sure. Not in California, for sure. for sure. You're better off being a server, right? What? That's right. You're better off. You, you get paid minimum wage, and then you collect all, all the fucking tips that, you know, people give you. Yeah. And, and plus, sucks. and plus, these these fucking servers are pushing you, right? They're yeah. my orders, and then you getting all this pressure. Fuck that! I agree. I agree hundred percent with him. So I think we need a we need to change the way that the tipping system is, and it definitely needs to go to the whole system from uh, servers to bus boys to the kitchen. We should be so, like other states, though, Walter. Don't you think? Like, uh, you know, where everything's included, and we look at it like, oh shit, it's super expensive. Yeah, but everything's included, right? So everything's inside of it. Everything's in the price. So you're going to get... So if we sell 50 sandwiches, out of those 50 sandwiches, this is your percentage, right? Yeah, so but is the cook get, still getting something out of that or no? No, that's why. That's, the, they, that's where they will be able to divide it into. So cooks, servers, everything. Everybody's going to yeah. get divided into. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, so Primo, so yesterday we had a... Actually, it was actually yesterday we recorded an, a podcast that we're going to be putting out before this one. And it was about uh, Ben and I kind of went into barbecue and how we got into it and all that. And I know you've been a big part of of of, of me learning and all that because, you know, you and I always hang out and, and we're always doing this. What do you... what What is your take on the whole... on Or your barbecue experience as far as like from start to finish? Obviously, you were a Cordon Bleu graduate and so, stuff like that but i mean what, what what's your take on the whole food thing all right well barbecue um it wasn't a big part of my culinary experience but i i kind of blame you for making me you know venture out and uh buying expensive ass fucking equipment <laughs> so i can smoke shit we talked about that so you're gonna hear that shit too yeah we talked about that uh you know i i ended up getting a uh you know a beginner's pellet smoker which are amazing equipment for those individuals who are starting to barbecue i think um it just kind of transitions you into smoking meats easier without having to worry a lot about like really controlling your your smoke and your heat um but um yeah, barbecue is it's an amazing skill that uh takes a lot of practice and a lot of skills. Um, you know, yeah, like like I've said, Juan kinda initiated the little bug of the barbecuing inside of me. Um and I kinda been playing a lot with my pellet smoker and I've been contemplating and actually I'm pretty close to getting uh actually like a full wood like smoker like actually chunks of wood in there and kind of controlling the the i think that's which is like like the right way to do it which that's the right way to do it if you if you talk to any barbecuers and tell you that's the right way to do it but anyway and juan and juan and a couple ex-girlfriends uh planted those bugs in you (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) ex-girlfriends damn Damn. (laughs) hey walter but delete delete with that being said, though, with all the, 
you know the way the the, the barbecue is always made and stuff. Because we were talking about that yesterday, huh? I was I was telling Ben like, yeah, there, there's a classic barbecue which which is just it's 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 wood. Your seasoning, and then you smoke it, and then you eat it, right? And then your barbecue sauces, and then there's people that are venturing out to doing different things. You know, what I mean, when you barbecue, do you keep it classic? Do you keep it like regular, or do you venture out? It just it just depends, like how your style is. The reality of it is, um, when you say classic, you refer more like to, uh, like a Texan style barbecue, Texan. Texan style barbecue. They're the staple, supposedly. Uh, They're quote the unquote, staple. Quote unquote. They're salt, pepper, and garlic. Or no. salt, no, sorry, and pepper. Salt, yeah, salt and pepper, pepper salt. and then wood, and that's all you're getting. The yeah. Classic, classic, classic. Like oh, like oh, this is like the way barbecue should be. It's like just Franklin, salt and Franklin, pepper. Franklin barbecue. We talked Franklin about Franklin barbecue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Then you venture out a little bit. Some people start adding like garlic salt or garlic powder and onion powder into their mixes um and then you move more towards the southern southern kind of like eastern side like mississippi and louisiana and you start talking about like more of the sauces more of the sauces yes and they start using a lot more vinegar and like you know spices Mm -hmm. in their in their barbecue so um yeah it just it, it varies a lot depending what you want um for me i realized that uh like a good good brisket requires salt pepper and a little bit of garlic um uh, i i do like my mustard on my meat and some people would be like what the fuck mustard really mm-hmm. uh, like before but I think, or after like before before so that's going to be like your um, your base Base your base, your like your glue, yeah, your so, glue for so, your salt and pepper. So that being said, I, I mean, and not to cut you off, primo, but I, I, I've done a couple of tests. I've done it with or without, and I know that for long cooks like that, where you're talking about 16, 17 hours, to me, it doesn't make it. It, it didn't really show a difference with whether I put the the mustard or not. You know, and 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 that's just me. Maybe maybe my palate's fucked up, but I just I didn't notice a difference. You know, what do you think, primo? I think for me, it, it does make a difference. I think um, flavor profile um, it kind of caramelizes, so mustard does caramelize with the heat, and it kind of gives you a little bit more of a, a like a sweeter bark. So bark means like the coating on the meat. So when you, when the meat kind of smokes for a very long, prolonged time with the um, extended amount of heat that it gets, it creates like a coating. Think about like a tree. So a tree has a bark, which is the outside layer of the of the tree that kind of protects it from everything else, from heat and keeps the moisture inside. And so does in the meat. So that's why they call it a bark. Uh, but I think um, in, in barbecue, um, at least for me, I think mustard does make a difference. Now, depending on what kind of mustard you use, yes, it does change the flavor profile. I have played with it. I think from yellow mustard to Dijon mustard, uh, there's a big gradient difference on how the meat tastes. Yeah, 100%, man. Go ahead, Ben. 
Hey, uh, Eric, have you fucked with any of uh, whatever we're talking about, Eric? I mean, have you, do you like smoking or do you just like to eat the motherfucker? That's it. Well, I like eating the motherfucker. That's for <laughs> sure. But I mean, uh, but if I do anything, it's going to be like classic, you know, like you said, the active Texan style, you know, a little bit of salt and pepper, a little bit of garlic and just smoke it. And I just kind of have my smoker in the backyard and you know, I just cook it slow. And just when it's ready, it's, it's all good to go. Sometimes I, I fuck it up. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to admit. We all do, brother. We all do. We all do. We all do. So as you just get in, you're like, man, it looks good. You let it sit for a little bit and you dive into it and it just tastes like crap. And you're like, nah, you got to start over and do another batch. Yeah. So but, yesterday, um, so yesterday our, our, we had a little podcast going on yesterday about, exactly about barbecue and all that. We kind of jumped into it and I, uh, my recommendations were just for, I mean, if you really don't know what's going on, if you get overwhelmed easily, it's easier for you to get uh, a, a thermometer um, just to kind of help you, you know? Um, I know Walter, Walter does not, use a fucking thermometer i mean occasionally he uses one but he's more of a fill guy you know he could fill it mm-hmm. and what uh, temperature do you usually stay at when you're when you're it depends smoking. on what you're talking about you're talking about a brisket i mean you have to go up in the upwards of the 200s for sure you know like because in order for all that that big meat that big lunk of meat to break down 100 percent. we made some steaks today right ben we uh, we had some uh, uh, boneless uh, ribeyes, right? Um, I pulled them at one twenty, you know, and then they creeped up to one thirty, and you know, a couple of them were, you know, a little bit more overdone than the next. But you, you're in the range, you know. I mean, you can't, you're not always gonna get it super right, but you're in the, you're in the ballpark, you know. Yeah, I like I like cooking, but again, I haven't barbecued in, in some time. And now that we're talking about it, I think I'm going to have to do something this weekend, maybe on Sunday. Tomorrow, fuck it. Tomorrow, tomorrow <laughs> and Sunday. Sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> do you have yourself a? You have a thermometer, Eric, or no? Yeah, I have one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out and, and use it. Yeah, pull and, it out. Uh, put some batteries. In what kind of use that COVID? What kind of what kind of smokers are we using? The COVID one. <laughs> Go ahead, Walter. What, uh, what happened, Walter? So uh, let, let's let's just go kind of go through it. What kind of smokers are we using out here? That's kind that of first. just like a like a, like a barrel, like a barrel type smoker. Okay, it's not okay. too big and everything. It's kind of that's what I use. What are you using for fuel? Like it's charcoal or like wood or what do you? I'll put a little bit of, of, of mesquite in there and and some charcoal. Together. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. absolutely. Just kind of get it, yeah. get the nice. fire, get the the heat going. Yeah, I get the heat going. Because I know Ben yeah. got the. What did you get, Ben? The what's that one that? What's your smoker? Talking to the mic, please. Pitking. Talking to the mic, please. Pitking. That's not the picking. What is it? What's the the brand though? That's what it is. It's the picking. Yeah. Oh shit! Never heard of that brand. That's why, because I get the OG shit. You guys get all the Walmart shit. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> Yeah, we lost Ben. We lost Ben about a half hour ago. You guys get so that Walmart Spanish shit, and then I got the Pit King crew. What is, so? <laughs> what are your uh, what are your likes and your dislikes about the smoke that you bought? I know you took a long. I'm talking to Walter. You, what's what are your <laughs> likes and dislikes about your smoker? Because I know you took your time to get it, and it, and it, and it took you a while for you to pick it up. And I mean, your smoker. And and you did your research. I'm I'm sure you did your research. So what 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 ended what ended up being that one? 
Um, uh, so let's be honest about the Tovar clan. Um, we're <laughs> not honest. much of a let's let's, <laughs> let's be just honest. be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, we're not much of uh like researchers. We're more like impulsive buyers. Oh yeah, that's, that's I do hundred percent. Hey, hold on, no, 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 no. I do <laughs> you got me hundred percent. Uh, I do a lot of research, dog. I do. We we do a little research. I'm not gonna lie, but hey, Walter, maybe you, day, and, maybe, you like, and, maybe you and maybe you and this fucker don't I'm do research, but hundred percent, fool. I fucking. <laughs> they say that that can smoke some good turkey. I'm buying that shit. Yeah, and that's why he calls me. Hey, que queme el pinche el brisket, no, pendejo. Calles, cabrón. Everything I cook, you lick your fingers. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna lick something. Wow. Else. Even if you're licking plastic off your fingers, but you're licking your fingers. So. I said I'm gonna lick something else. That's just something horrible. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I did, man. Yeah. 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 That's a, <laughs> no, he's trying to use reverse. He's psychology. crossing over. No, he's using reverse psychology. Hey, you're taking it too far, dog. <laughs> <laughs> using jail psychology but i did end up um opting in opting in for the camp chef um uh some of the features that really kind of called me through it was like some of the technology features like bluetooth connectivity um you know like the applications on your phone um just the temperature controls the and uh one of their their prime features is being able to like convert it from an indirect heat source to a direct heat source so for some of those who, who who don't know the difference indirect heat source means that the the flame or the heat doesn't hit the the meat product directly it kind of goes through the sides and kind of circulates versus direct heat which you would just imagine like putting like charcoal on a grill and then throwing the steak right on top of the charcoal, which is very direct underneath right. the heat. So um, that's one of the features that the grill has that I kind of like enjoy because I can go from smoking something to like just cranking up the heat and throwing it on top of the flame. Which by the way, I mean, if, if anybody of you guys are listening, you can easily do this on your, on your uh, kettle and stuff like that. I'm just saying it takes a little bit more effort and, like so myself, yes, yes. like my, like myself and Walter, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'll include myself 100 percent because if I'm cooking for you know 20 to 30 people, I'm not gonna sit around the because the pit could become your life if you let it become that. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna watch the temperatures and you're gonna be fucking feeding this thing fucking wood and and to you know so it doesn't come down. But if you you know you you have you have to kind of break out of that cycle and kind of like you know do otherwise, right, Walter? That's right. Um, so the the problem with these machines is that they make you um, Lazy. not aware. They <laughs> they make you dumber, like in a sense. It's like any technology. Like everything else, right? Oh my god! Yeah, let let's not even go there because let's talk about cars. I don't know. Let's just off topic. Cars. Off. You're right? you're you're like Ben. Eh? Off the cuff. Uh, off, off the, the cuff, cuff, right there, off the cuff, off the cuff. All right, all right. Hey, you're you're our guest. Go ahead, go go uh, ahead, go ahead. My Challenger, no safety features, right? It's just a straight drive in charge. It's a 2002 Challenger, no beeping, no backup camera, nothing. It's just like you have to use all your fucking senses to drive this motherfucking car, right? Right. Switch over to my Mazda 2019. 
fucking beeping lights, fucking backup camera. It made me fucking retarded. I just can't drive a regular car anymore. If it doesn't fucking beep, if it doesn't have a backup camera, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. Yeah, it gets and, spoiled, you know, with all the and, all the features. That's the reality of it. And like all these features on these cars, like new cars, just fuck you up. Yeah. And it's it's a sad reality. So, you know, unfortunately nowadays we just kinda like we lose the sense of our peripherals, like how I like to say, because I, I always call like uh, like shout out to my girl. I always call her like you gotta be aware of your fucking peripherals. We're hiking. Mm-hmm. And you're about to step on top of a fucking motherfucking rattlesnake. Like, girl, you got to keep your fucking eyes on the floor and on the front of you to make sure that you don't fucking, you know, kill yourself. So <laughs> I think that's for the majority of us. We just got to keep ourselves uh, aware of our surroundings. Yeah, for sure. I, I know we lose that sense now, man. Everything, you know, you know, with our phones, you know, it does everything for us. Our cars do everything for us. You know, we don't have to think anymore. Yeah, you know, exactly. I drive my company truck around and it doesn't have a rear view camera. It doesn't have anything like you said, you know, it's like, I gotta, I gotta be aware at all times when I'm driving on the freeway and everything else. And then I get into the other car that I have and it, it, it alerts me on everything. You know, you have somebody on the side, somebody behind you, you got this shit, this is how fast you're going. And, you know, it, 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 we're spoiled with technology. It's crazy. That's right. That's right. So what do you think, Ben? I don't know. It's one of those. <laughs> no sé, la verdad, no sé. Hey, anyways, uh, we're we're about uh, almost an hour away. Uh, I think it's a good time to uh, kind of set it up for the next podcast. And I know my primo Walter was like, "I need you fuckers call me for this." You know, sé qué, you know. But uh, actually, Walter lived in the Hotel Cecil, and we have we have put it out there that about the whole um, the that case that happened in uh, Hotel Cecil and we were trying to get his dad, his dad's the maintenance manager there, which we're not, I'm not going to say that we're going to get him on because he kind of refused Netflix and I don't want to put him in a different position. You know, I don't want to do that to him. If he agrees to do it, so be it. But if not, we have fucking Walter just to give us a little bit uh, of insight as far as like um, what it was like living there and stuff. Right, Primo? That's right. That's right. You know, we lived there from um, 1984 to 1991 or two. Uh, I'm not really sure. I got to really go back on my records. I did do um, elementary school in Skid Road. Uh, shout out to uh, 9th Street School. I think it's still there on 9th Street and like like Flower or something like that. Um uh, grew up there in the 80s. Uh, as you can imagine, I was there through the Ronnie King riots. Um, obviously, I was there through some of these serial killers that we never knew that uh, that can uh, in our in our uh, perspective in our universe that surrounded us. We didn't know that they were part of where we lived that. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was an experience. All right. Um, you know, we, we grew up in this hotel where you saw all kinds of shady characters. So, um, you know, so just to set it up, Rimo, what do you think about, did you watch the documentary? 
I did see the documentary. Okay, um, what do you, what do you think about the whole layout? And I mean, is it? I mean, uh, not that not that you were not that you were there uh, when that all that shit happened. But what do you think about the whole layout about it? No, the hell, the whole layout. It's you know, it's understandable. I think um, that uh, that hotel has a very bad stigma to it. Um, it's always had that characterization where it's uh, uh, it's Skid Road. It's 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 a horrible place to be at, um, but what a lot of people don't experience, experience or know about it is that um, there was a lot of underprivileged families that lived there, and that actually that's what they called home, and um, and that's where we grew up at. Uh, I had little other little children that lived in the hotel that were my friends that we played with. And that they were part of that community, and that's where we grew up at. Uh, regardless of whether there was a serial killer or like murders or deaths or even like you know some of the stuff that we saw growing up, um, it was just part of of who we were because that's where we grew up at. Um, you know, it was grimy all the time, and it's mm-hmm. always been grimy. So downtown has hasn't changed. Um, you know, even though they they've gentrified, gentrified some of downtown, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gen- downtown is downtown. And, yeah, um, it's gonna always be downtown, so it doesn't matter. You know, maybe. So um, yeah, it's been crazy. You know, we, so the so saw- the so the building got sold for um, just recently or a couple of years back for eighty million. I think it was uh, so because I know that people are trying to like, uh, and I don't know the facts about it. Like I said, I'm saying what or whatever I heard, but I know that that all that the whole downtown LA is becoming because once the we're gonna have the Olympics here uh, coming here soon, so they're trying to fucking push everybody out. They just built a new stadium. They're the purple line from fucking uh in West LA is crazy because I worked there, so it's 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 getting out there. You know what I mean? That's right, that's right. Um, so when my dad used to work there, uh, he's been working there since 1981, I believe. Uh, so and he's still currently employed by CISO. It's not really called CISO Hotel anymore. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the name of the company that owns the the hotel because that it's not up to my uh, discretion. Uh, you guys can uh, research, yeah, research it. Research it you yourself. If you guys really want to know what company owns the Caesar Hotel, you should definitely um, look it up. Uh, but they're uh, a group of uh, hotel managing company that uh, their headquarters are is in New York. That's as much as I can say. Hey Walter, real quick, <laughs> hey, just real quick, just to kind of set it up, because obviously I told you we're gonna be talking with you um, next episode about just uh, your experience at the Cecil. Did you ever have any like uh, weird shit happen to you where you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, you know what I mean? So to be honest with you guys, like I know this is gonna put a, like a little damp on this uh, like paranormal situation. Mm-hmm. For me, I've never been a believer of the paranormal. My family has been. My my mom and my sister are like super believers of like spirits and ghosts and like people coming back. Me personally, I'm not a believer in any of that. I feel like it's it's a lot of, of like imagination. 
has to do a lot with our creativity, our brain kind of like throwing shit at us that makes so us So you're a fucking things. hippie. A not a hippie, not but we did, we, we, we did, we did see a lot of crazy <laughs> shit, right? Uh, we, you know, we saw a lot of suicides back then. Mm. Uh, suicides? Like what kind of the, the people jumping off the rooftop? Or? We, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. We, we really? would, we would hear, we would hear like just people like falling, like screaming. <laughs> and then you hear a big plop at the end. No way. And then when we looked at, so we were, where we, where we lived, it was the second floor of the hotel. So the uh-huh. floor, the hotel has uh, 14 floors. Obviously, uh, the number 13th was erased. So it was a one through 14. Mm-hmm. Without the 13th, and then it went 15th. So it went 1 to 12, 14, 15. Yeah. Um, and you would hear people just plop in the middle of the night, like throw themselves from That's the That's fucking from, terrible, from the man. And yeah. when you look, when you would look outside the window, you would just see like a, like a block, like a, just like a corpse. And then the next thing you would hear is the ambulance and the paramedics just showing up. And that's crazy because that's like that's like for example us growing up in El Sereno, right, Ben? Um, we never, I mean, we used to see gunshot victims outside the house and shit like that, or people get being shot. I don't think you really like. You don't really think about it in that sense, right? You don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't register in that sense to where you're like, we're really in danger. You're young. You're just like fuck. Why? I, I could avoid that, and then I could just do this, right? What do you think? Yeah, it's always second nature. Just what uh, so, yeah. you grew up, yeah. you grew up with it. You, it doesn't make a difference whether it's there yeah, you or don't, not. Yeah, you don't know any difference. That's like you, know? you Eric, right? You live, you grew up in a, a fucking uh, Pico Rivera, almost more or less. Yeah. No? So it's just, it's yeah. the same hood, you know. It's all that. What, what did you think when you were growing up? When you uh, when I was growing up and everything else, I mean, I used to have drive by shootings next door to my house, you know, yeah, on a regular basis. And seeing people that were being shot up and stabbed and killed and everything else. And it was just kind of second nature. You just had street smarts, you know, you're either involved with them or you're not. I decided I'm not going to be involved with them. And, you know, I, I, I avoided all that bullshit, you know, as much as I could have been involved in it. I just avoided it because that, that wasn't what I wanted for myself. It wasn't what I wanted my family to see me turn out to be. You know, it's a street smarts, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure with Walter, that's the same thing growing up over there. It's, it's, it's street smarts from a very young age, you know, and to have to see something like that, looking out your, uh, your window and seeing a plop down on, on the ground. And it's, 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 uh, it's a life changing experience for sure. Absolutely. For anybody. So Walter, um, so now that this whole documentary, because I know it blew up, right? And I, and I had all your friends fucking posting pictures outside the fucking hotel and all that. Had any of your, like, your close friends have hit you up? Or do a lot of people don't know, like, that you live there? Or what, what's the deal? So basically, um, only my, like, immediate family and immediate family friends know that we live there. It hasn't always been. I've been... Personally, I've always been more of a like, you know, like my shit is my shit, and I don't really share much of it. Uh, those that know that I live there is because they either visit me there or they understood where I came from when I was at a younger age. Now that I'm older, um, you know, I've always been more of a like, not not a big biggest 
sharing individual about my my childhood or, or my lifestyle as I grew up. Um, it just has to be, you know, for for most of us, I think, at this aspect in life, it's it's you know only need to know basis. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, um, only uh, two individuals hit me up. We're actually three. Yeah, if we include you guys, you guys are number three. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, some family friends, uh, some common family friends that we have, kind of hit hit me up, and then and do uh, they have one a, of my do they have a platform or is it just like kind of they just want to know? They just want to know. They didn't have really much of a platform. Okay. Um, and then my um, this old old friend, I had a, a friend who had a. The same name as me. His name is Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of uh, worked together, like when I was like in my like tweens. Uh, we were best friends back then, and he hit me up out of nowhere. He's just like, "Hey, like he doesn't even live in the same state anymore. He lives like in fucking Pennsylvania or something like that." Yeah, and he just like texted me out of nowhere. Hey, what's up, bro? How's it going? I just saw this documentary. And I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah, my dad still works there. Oh, like oh shit, that's crazy. Like okay, like oh <laughs> oh. By the way, uh, you know that homie that came out in documentary Santiago, that's my uh, secondary uncle. By the way, and like oh shit, no way. My dad's his <laughs> boss, fucker. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Nah, it's crazy, okay. man, and it, and it's crazy to see how how like like a little documentary could because this is it's an old case. You know what I mean? It's um. And it could just blow it up. It could spark it back up, especially Netflix being a big fucking, um, you know, a big dick out there. And as far as the social platform, like social platforms. Right. And yeah. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so, Walter, are you willing? Are you willing to just because uh, I know that we just gave him a little taste. I want you to I want you to come back and I want you to just <laughs> let's do like a, a proper even if your dad doesn't agree, because I don't want to force your dad to do anything. If he doesn't want to do it, but I would really like you on here and, and just kind of just speak about your day to day, you know, at the, at the hotel. What do you think? To be honest with you guys, I actually uh, I've been talking to him and I've been trying to set up uh, a special platform. Um, obviously, the hotels under new management and um, there's a lot of changes. Uh, but if we can uh, kind of sneak in there. One of these nights and get some of you guys to come down to downtown and uh, set up a podcast in there. We would, we would do it. I would love uh, that. I would hundred percent. hundred percent. Life at Hotel Cecil on the weekend. Are you kidding me? Are yeah. you kidding me? Once that'll we do be, that shit with that, that that's that'll, that'll be, be incredible. Awesome. That'll be incredible. I, 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 think, I would really, I would really like my uncle's blessing, though. That's yeah, I want, I want, yeah, him, so, I want him, I want him to be yeah, good on sure. that. I want him to be good on that. You know. So that yeah, yeah I've been talk. I kind of talked to him a little bit about it. He's a little hesitant, but I think we can turn him around. Hopefully, I, um, I called him last week. Tio Peter. Tio Peter, I, do it, Tio Peter. I called him last <laughs> weekend and I tried to. Remember, I called you right before I told yeah. you I was going to hit him up, but it was already kind of late, so he might have been knocked out. So I'll try him in the next couple of weeks, maybe at a better time. 
where where yeah. I can where I can catch him. Well, you need to leave a message, wait, because you say you called them. He doesn't know your fucking. Uh, number. I want to leave messages. I'll, I'll talk to him. It's fucking Vantos. He's yeah, old he's school. I love Ben's. I like Ben because he's old school. Him. He's like, pinche mensaje que. Like, I ain't gonna leave my. I ain't gonna leave my plant right there. We should set up a barbecue at my place, and you should just come down with yeah, all of you guys. will <laughs> no, throw a podcast yeah. from here. No, that was yeah. one yeah. of those things. I think that was Juan's idea. Juan's idea. Juan's well, it's still the idea that if 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 if, if it goes through, we're, I, gonna, we're gonna do it at the pad. Yeah, I, I would think it would be more of one of those things because that remotely, honestly, like it, we've been having a lot of issues with Zoom and shit like that. And I would like it to be more of like a, a setting where he can come and he's comfortable. And um, I told Ben, I mean, I mean, if we're really going to get him in the platform and do all that shit, we have to be prepared, brother. We have to be questions and answers and, you I know, not him, wasting his time. I think you know? we, we need to set it up where like you guys are like, all right, we're setting, doing this right now. You want to be part of it. I think he'll be more motivated to kind of like initiate if you guys are here. Versus trying to do it remotely, where you have to, oh, yeah, no, to set up something. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. like that's for any older uh, older gents out there. Make, that, make, that, make them feel a little more comfortable in the atmosphere sure. and everything, and just to, you know, just talking to the mic. That's it. We're not. I mean, there's editing. There's all kinds of shit that yeah, you can do behind the scenes. So just. We're going to talk to you like we would have talked to you if we were just sitting here and eating. But I think yeah. our main concern was more of like, did he sign a, uh, uh, what do you call that uh, document? Like a waiver? Like an NDA. A NDA or something, right? Non-disclosure, non-disclosure agreement, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, we, we, were more, we, were more, we were more concerned about that because we don't want to give him into leg- any legal issues as far as him saying whatever he had to say, you know? Yeah, because just as hot as it is, it could be hot on the other side too. We don't know, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, we don't know. I, from what my understanding, he hasn't. He's just, you know, he's still employed, not by the hotel, by the company that runs the hotel right now. So mm-hmm. he's just a little worried that they might interpret his. Well, that's understandable. I mean, that's absolutely. That's obviously, you know, like, like, let's be honest. Like, you know, not 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 to talk shit about our podcast here, but uh, yeah. You know we're Nobody's not we're not, ma- we're, we're not we're not that mainstream. So nobody's gonna hear it. Like, nobody's <laughs> nobody. Yeah, no, nobody. Like, at all. Maybe maybe about like twenty individuals. <laughs> but that's <laughs> but that's the Tight reason niche. why it's getting done, right? That's right. That's right. That's yeah, why you, you have chose... to do it. I mean, if we were going towards that, if you if we were the mainstream, then I don't know, maybe it wouldn't happen. Yeah, it probably wouldn't happen. You no, know, he chose not to. Like he he did get the option to. We're to not show fucking up Netflix, and, but we're fucking. He should, he but did, we're yeah, fucking Tovarflix, eh? He did. He did decide to uh, omit no, Netflix when they were there. He told them no. Um, I know the Discovery Channel had a, a, Cesar, a Cesar Hotel special too that just came mm-hmm. out recently. Um, I think it was the Ghost Hunters that did a like a sequence there. And um, it was crazy because he was telling me that uh, their uh, their production crew tried to hire him on too. They're like, "Oh, dude, like you have so many years of experience in a hotel. Like, just come with us. Well, you know, we pay this much. This is what we do. We go to different locations. You just have to travel with us." And he's like, "Nah, I'm like, like I don't know. He's just kind of like set in his ways. He's comfortable where he's at. He's old school, old school." So for him and like you know like I told me that that was a great opportunity. What you know, if a fucking production company comes up like this, like these people have been around for thirteen seasons. That means that they've been around for about thirteen years. 
Primo, 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 primo. ¿Qué pasó, güey? ¿Qué pasó? I'm going to cut you short on that one, dog, because that's, that's got to be that's like... Something else. That's something else. Arale, that's going to be one of the things that I, like, I had told my carnal. We got to get Walter on before we get his father on. Just, but right. obviously I want to have his blessing, but I want to have you on so we could talk about, like you're saying, all these opportunities and all this shit, because your dad was in the front lines, you know what I mean? So he, he's, he, was, he was living all this shit and, he's, and everything is happening to him, you know? Yeah, but I really, I but start. I, re, but I really want his blessing, and I wanted your blessing yeah. as well uh, for us to make a podcast just strictly dedicated to that subject. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Walt, do you remember us visiting you and we ran down the fire escapes in the back and oh well, yeah, threw, threw, I threw shit down the alley and, and and hit the bums in the head or no? That's right. Hit the bums all that kind of shit. We remember bums. those. Remember those. Uh, those rats we used to see at the yeah. fucking they were like little poodles, right? little poodles, and they were like, like remember, remember little, like little genies and little turtles running around. Paskowski <laughs> <laughs> was out all over the hood. Uh, genie and turtles and obies. At least like uh, the little 20, 20 pound rats, no problem. We got them. All right, fellas, uh, <laughs> we're about an hour and something in. Not that that matters, but we want to leave a little meat on the bone. Uh, thank you guys for listening and Walter, thank you for coming on. Um, this is awesome. Hopefully we're going to get to do this again. It's fucking, I want to, I really want to hear a lot of the stories cause I know we, we used to visit, but I'm sure we don't know a lot of the shit that's going on. What do you think? Carnal? No, definitely. I mean, I think, uh, this is a little bit eye opening for me even now because I forgot a lot about this shit, but definitely I, I do want to. I know Walter has a lot more than what he just spoke about right now. And I know my uncle's going to give us something that everybody's going to be like, holy that shit. That juicy, juicy? If we yeah. can, if we can, and if we get the permission and if we get the blessing from him to get an actual interview, which we hopefully, that's, that's our goal. So if we if we can get to that point, and on top of that, if we can get to what Walter kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast, if we can get to that point. It's going to be a game changer. So uh, let's just stick around and let's try to do something nice, right? What do you so think, Eric? Thank you, Rasa. Yeah. What do you think, I think Eric? Uh, I think a lot this tonight this from Bob. trying to cut you off again. And, uh, I know. He always does. I must have out this fool, dog. It's okay. You can't be just doing that. I'll slap him pillow over the face. I got to take care of my people. Nah, what do you think, dog? What do you think? Well, I think thanks, Walter, for coming aboard tonight and 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 talking to us and everything else. I know I, I sit a little quiet in the background, but you know I'm I'm, I'm learning. I wanted to learn about Walter and his experiences with the hotel and their background is very interesting when it comes to um, culinary and and their collections of beers, and stouts, and everything else that you're into, which is very interesting. Um, you know, um, let's do it again. And um, I, I think that once we, I think we should all get together at some point and do this live. If we can do that interview, um, that'd be great as well. So I look forward to future endeavors with you guys. Primo, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, like I said, uh, we appreciate you. We've been talking about you for a minute on the podcast, and it, and it, uh, obviously you're, you're busy, and we're all busy, and we've been doing a lot of shit, but. Uh, Thank you for blessing us with your presence, bro. Uh, you you are my brother. You're not my cousin. You're my brother. And brother I want you to know, another mother. brother from another mother. But uh, anyways, man, what do you, you would you like to say something before we end this? Yeah, I just gotta say, you know, love you guys. I've been hearing to, I've been listening to your podcast, uh, you know, for for a while now. You know, since day one, I think uh, you guys are doing some awesome content out there. 
Um, you know, I do give you a lot of feedback. Sometimes it's not as positive as you would like to hear, but uh, <laughs> fuck it. You know, at least I tell you. You know, I'm not. I'm not being uh, like a little bitch and tell not, it like it like is, brother. Yeah, take right. it like it, tell it like it is. So, you know, that's how it is. Um, but you know, this COVID shit sucks. Uh, I think we. Uh, it would be nicer to do it live. You know, we haven't seen each other for a while, so definitely it's something that we. Need to work on sooner or later. After the after you guys get vaccinated, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Rasa. Be soon. <laughs> well, muchas gracias for listening. We are una más y nos vamos podcast. We are signing out. What do you gotta say, Carnal? Oh, I shut his mic off. Go ahead. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what do you gotta say, Carnal? Go, go Ben. Go. Hey, Walnut. Check this out. All right, our Pueblo, thank you for listening to uh, Uno y Mas up in here. Um, we appreciate all of you guys and uh, hope you guys tune in to our next uh, podcast. So have a blessed one and uh, see you next time. Ciao. That's right. It's good for you. I'm empty handing and I'm filmed